Welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Draft Picks Edition. I'm your host, Sarah Reed, and with me as always is... Jacob Kuhn. And today... Oh, thanks. Hey, welcome. Yeah, we're doing really well today. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Today we have a special guest joining us today, and uh, she doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway because otherwise it's just awkward. (laughs) Very true. She is the chuckler from many podcasts, but (laughs) when she's not chuckling, she's providing great content and balancing out all the testosterone in um, State of Games, and also on a different crowdfunding podcast, the uh, Onboard Games Crowdfunding Edition. And she is Stephanie Straw. So welcome, Stephanie. Hello. Thank you, Sarah and Jacob, for having me on. I'd like to point out that we're not competing. We're we're like friendly, we're ally crowdfunding podcasts. Yes. So we're, <laughs> we're besties. I'm, I'm doing like a bestie like handshake thing right now, so... And I'm doing a butterfly because I don't really know what that even means. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Whoa, perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, before we uh, launch into this, just give you a brief overview. Stephanie's going to join us here now to pick our franchise picks. So that's going to be interesting. We don't know what she's picked. So it'll be quite interesting. Before that, I have to give a shout out to one of our Patreon supporters, Nathan H. Thank you very much for supporting All Us Geeks and the Game of Crowdfunding. We greatly appreciate your support. All right, now, Stephanie, you get to pick for Jacob first. I'm so excited. How do I know which one to pick for? Okay, I'm going to try and pick based on personality. Okay. Oh, okay. Now now I'm curious. What game game that I think, it's of the picks. Now, I just picked two, so I didn't pick, like, all of the games, which one of these games fits your personality that hasn't funded yet, but I picked the two (laughs) that I think will do well. And then picked from there which one I think matches each of your personalities better. Okay, so Jacob, I think this one is for you. (laughs) It is Batalia, the creation. Have you seen that one on Kickstarter? I actually have, and that was one of the ones that I had uh, picked to say if you didn't pick it for me. Excellent. And uh, I had also seen it, and it was one that I had picked, so I am upset because now Jacob is going to get the points. And Stephanie is my new best friend. Thank you very much. So the reason I picked this is it still has 24 days to go, and they are almost funded. So they are at $46,309 of their goal of $50,000. And it has miniatures. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a Kickstarter staff pick too, which I don't really know like the algorithm or the reasoning behind the Kickstarter staff picks really, or even when or why they do it. Sometimes they do it very quickly like this one. And then sometimes they wait until, you know, almost the end of the campaign. So this is a deck builder with a map and you have your miniature dudes on a map. So it's, you know, some familiar mechanics with, uh, for, for any board gamer that's played a bevy of games. So I don't think that it will be too difficult to jump into. And the, am I supposed to say all this now or do I wait? Is that oh, okay? yeah, go okay. ahead. You're good. Go for it. So to, they have a couple of like early bird pledges that are gone. So there were, were two $50 early bird pledges that are now gone and there is now a, $55 not so early bird pledge. So I guess it's in between an early bird pledge. And that has about 223 left. So 
you can of 300 so you can still get some of those that's $55 to back the game and then for the US it's an extra $10 and then oh US Canada and Europe it's an extra $10 for shipping and then the rest of the world is 15 so 65 to get the game for US Canada and Europe and then 70 for everyone else so yeah that's not a bad price at all for them no not at all one of the things that i i liked about the game was that kind of to me, it stuck out like a Kemet and not really Dominion because I'm not a big fan, but mm-hmm. uh, any other <laughs> deck builders. And then it had the map building thing, too, which I thought was kind of neat, too. Maybe it's like an Akrotiri with a Kemet and Dominion. And I don't know how that works, but it just yeah. looks pretty neat. Yeah, totally agree. Um, those miniatures just look awesome. And I'm not much of a miniatures person, but they look awesome. I can't really add much more. It just looks really intriguing, the different mechanisms they put together, and it looks really good. And I'm pretty sure you just got me three points, so I'm appreciative, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. It reminded me of Heroes of Might and Magic, so Mm -hmm. it also appealed to me in that manner. I am interested to see how the map building will go. I typically call that, like, dungeon exploring or you know you know something like that Mm -hmm. but i guess that doesn't really fit their theme so i get why they kind of wanted to call it map building i like that idea that a game can grow with you that you can start out with just a little bit of information and then the game will give you more information without you necessarily having to provide it it'll just sort of organically happen so i really like that about games yeah and it seems like it'll be different pretty much every time which is nice yep And then I guess you would have, I mean, I haven't read the rules, but you would have equal opportunity for those new areas that come out. So it's kind of like a a neutral ground for everybody to be able to then battle for that area. If there's, if there is any sort of area control management or anything like that, then that would kind of give everyone an equal opportunity and not just having all of everything available and you have to make a choice where you want to go at the beginning of the game. It's just sort of like, oh, now that area is here. Now I could go there, you know, and then you kind of decide if you want to go there and you and all your competitors have the same uh, opportunity for that. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely. You're welcome for three points, Jacob. I appreciate it. So now the next pick, I hope, is going to be uh, zero points for Sarah. uh, Just because I want to win this contest. That's it. (sighs) But Stephanie's my friend, too. I picked a good one for Sarah. I just hope it's not picked. Dang it. Okay, we're ready. So what is it? Okay, so I I pick for Sarah now? Yeah. Okay. So... Sarah, uh, I feel like you might be into mythology. Mm-hmm. So I picked Immortal, the mythology board game for you. Nice. <laughs> That's a good choice. I was looking at that one. Okay, good. Jacob? I did not pick that because oh. not even lying, didn't even see it. Oh, <laughs> good. So it did, it Dang was it. just launched not too long ago, I think four days ago. So it is close to being funded. It's at almost 13,000 of a almost 20,000 goal. Their goal is 19,950. So it's, it's on its way there. It seems like it will fund. And to get the game, it is $40 and that is free shipping in the U.S. So I don't know about rest of world because it just says free shipping in the USA. It's probably if I scroll down to the bottom, maybe they'll have a chart or something, but. I'm on the page so I can, while you're talking about it a little bit, I can pull it up. I mean, it does say that it's 
Customs friendly, so. Yeah, and it's only $12 for shipping to Germany, at least. That's not bad at all. Yeah. So surprisingly, I looked at this game, and it's a strategy game for two to four players, and the average playing time, they say, is an hour, which I think is, like, wow, really short. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I don't know how accurate that is, but. Well, you never know, but this is one that I had picked because I really do like different mythologies, and the fact that you can choose these different Mm -hmm. ones, and they're well represented. There's the Norse, Greek, Japanese, and Native American pantheons, which... You know, Norse and Greek are pretty prevalent, Mm -hmm. but you don't get the other ones very often. And the fact that there's calling this Master Set 1. So in the future, hopefully if this is successful, which I really hope it is, they'll come out with more pantheons because there's so much rich culture and history out there that I think would be fantastic to see in this game. Yeah. So I was excited about that, too, to see the Native American pantheons in particular, because I feel like that's something that's underrepresented, you know, so Mm -hmm. uh, that was really, and the cards look really cool. Yes. I I learned a lot actually just looking at the cards for that because I do not know (laughs) what a a Octina is. I had never heard of that. It looks like this giant basilisk looking creature. So it made me really interested to learn about that. Oh, yeah. All right, Jacob, what are you going to put up against it? Oh, I was looking at the pretty picture. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think Stephanie picked a a good game for you there. So it's going to be interesting. (laughs) I think I'm going to pair up against it. Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. Ooh, sounds cool. Yeah, it's a game for, I think it's four to 12 players. So it's a, a good player count, which is really difficult. It was launched not too long ago on June 23rd, goes till July 20th. They're looking for 20000 and they're at just over 9000 right now. It's only $30 for the game, but it's 45 if it's shipping to Europe. But if you can get, you can get a three pack and then it cheap, it cheapens. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but that's not good <laughs> English. It makes it cheaper. Uh huh. I talk American good. <laughs> It's fiscally responsible. There you go. I, I could have gone all super fancy, too. but uh, <laughs> You could have, but it wouldn't have been no, you. No, it would not have been. <laughs> it's not me either. <laughs> so Deception is, it's kind of this weird mix of, I can't remember what people were saying it was, but I'm looking at it as... It's a game similar to Coup, where you're all different roles that are hidden. So it's one of those hidden role games, but you're investigating a murder, but one of them is the murderer. And the forensic scientist has to give clues, kind of like a, a concept in the game concept style, where they are putting like how the murder took place. So they'll say um, severe injury and then... So then all the players look at the cards that they have and all the things that could have caused a severe injury. And then the next thing they might put the location. So then you're, you're seeing where, what things could have been at that location that would have caused a serious injury. And then also what motives or what not motives, what items could have been found there that would give good information for who the murderer was. So you're trying to use these concept style clues to figure out how the murder took place, who the murderer is in the group, and then um, what the key pieces of information are. And it definitely looks interesting. And there's, if you go to a higher level, you have um, a witness and then you have, 
I think it's an accomplice mm-hmm. to go with the murderer. So I just watched a, a brief playthrough of it, but it looks pretty pretty interesting and different, and uh, it should be a good fun. If you can get 12 people to play it, that's always a good time. So, yes, yeah, so this that is by cool. Gray Fox Games, which is um, a fairly new to the publishing world, but it is the arm of Cool Stuff, Inc., the publishing arm. So oh. that's really, really exciting that they have brought this to the table. And Isaac, with my quote from my lovely co-host, uh, Isaac, is on here. So that's really cool. Oh, nice. I didn't see that. And I yes. do really like the way that the game kind of builds that you, you know, you have just a little bit of information and then you have more information I'm not sure how, like, how the guessing goes if you just, you know, how the rounds go. Like, you have that first bit of information. I don't, I don't know what you do there, and then you get more information. I don't know what you do there. But it seems really neat because you might have that sort of, whenever you're playing Mysterium, that, oh, no, they didn't mean that. They meant this because yeah. I got this other clue, and so it definitely can't be that. It's got to be this one. So uh, that's a really neat way to, to play about that deduction mechanic, I think. That's really cool. Yeah, and I like that it seems like it would be easier for you to be the murderer as opposed to other like hidden traitor games where it's almost too obvious that you're the traitor. Yeah. Because you can just convince people, oh, no, 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 it wasn't that weapon. I mean, they said severe injury, and severe injury is not specific. You yeah. can get a severe injury with a lot of things, so you can just oh, man. toss that in there too, which is really nice. Which means that I'm going to be terrible at this game, but it also means I'm going to love this game and play it no matter how many times I lose, probably over and over again. So <laughs> I am actually starring it because I'm going to back it. So. Uh, well, we got one backer there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We're succeeding already. <laughs> Good job. This is not staged at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jacob. So now we're on to round three. What's your pick? Oh. All right, I am going to go with uh, a game called Quest. It is a solo game, so me being the Uh solo player, yeah, it's kind of like I have to, right? Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) They are looking for $6,500. They currently have just around $2,500, 78 backers. It just launched two days before we recorded this, um, so they go until July 26th. It's $24 for the U.S. It's not super cheap to ship to international places, but you can tell it's a a young company because they are a stretch goal. Once they know they've sold a certain amount of copies, then they can talk about international distribution a little bit more. So it's more of a stretch goal to get better international shipping. Quest is basically a game where you are a character doing a quest like, well, any game that involves questing. There are the stories, there are events, there are beasts that you are trying to fight. And you're rolling dice that will lock to make the beast stronger, or you can lock them into your character to make them stronger or more intelligent. Or, um, I forget what the third one is. There's a third stat that you can boost. And your players level up, and they all have this... uh second character like the one character that they showed is crawls and when he um basically gets this super amazing boost like you roll super awesome which would never happen if i play but maybe (laughs) he flips over and becomes like a dinosaur version of himself and i'm just like i like dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) so cool and they have it on um, the tabletop simulator 
which oh, okay. is a oh. neat way for people to be able to check it out. And I, I don't own that, but if you do, it's free to check out, which is neat. Hmm. Yeah. I have to say the artwork is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, on this game. Man, games um, are just really stepping up with artwork. I feel like on oh, Kickstarter, definitely. they're just, it's like almost every game that I talk about, I'm like, and the artwork is gorgeous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, against that, I am going to put Tavern Fame. Tavern Fame is a game of, as it says, strong ale and tall tales. I don't know if you're actually supposed to drink while you play, but it sounds like that would probably make the game just as much fun to play. But it, it's uh, obviously fantasy-based, and it's pressed your luck with bidding for two to five players. So there, let's see, AUD is Australia. So they're looking for 9600 Australian dollars, which is about... 7420 US dollars and they're currently at 7356 Australian dollars which is 5685 US. So they're really close to their goal. I see I think that puts them yeah 77% they're almost there. They got 199 backers so um and 21 days left to go. It ends July 19th so there's still time to get in on there and it looks like $30 gets you the base game, or 30 Australian dollars, so it's 23 US dollars. And it's $6 shipping, which isn't bad. I'm not sure if that's worldwide. It's not very clear. It is. It is? Okay. Because they also have the British pounds in there. All right. So it is where you, you have a fantasy character and everyone's sitting in the local tavern. And you're boasting about how many enemies you've killed on your adventures. And so you're trying to outboast each other, but you have to be careful because if you boast too much, another player can try to call your bluff. And so then you have to prove your story by rolling the dice and taking risks. So it sounds like a really fun, light game. Yeah, 15 to 30 minutes. So it sounds like a really great either filler or just something to play, you know, just for casual gamers. And I just, I think it just looks a lot of fun. They've got some really like light-hearted, cartoony artwork, which I think really fits. And what I really like is there's uh, the preview videos, which always uh, is good for me, that they've uh, sent the game out and people are taking a look at it. And the patron meeples and the drink tokens, oh, aren't those oh, just yeah. adorable? I forgot about those. Dang, <laughs> how could I forget about those? I love meeples. <laughs> yeah, this is another one that the art is really nice. I was going to see the art looked familiar, so I was going to go see who did it. Hey, you're right. Okay, it is Jonathan Cantero and Melissa Pinnock. And they don't have anything else listed, but I do really like that style. So I was curious if that was something that we had seen by another game before. So they're both new. It looks like on Board Game Geek, they're both new to board game illustration. So, oh, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. It's always good. Yep. All right. So that was round three. So now I start us off round four. That is correct. All right. I'm going with Evil Genius Death Ray. I swear, were we looking at the same Kickstarter? I have not heard of any of the games you're bringing up this time. That is crazy. Well, that is crazy because I thought for sure we'd overlap because we've done that quite a lot in the yeah, past. But okay. I, 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 nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Well, that that's good. Then I get all the points. No, no, no. I get to match up against it. Just wait a second. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. All right. Well, I'm going to be an evil genius for a moment because that is always fun. It's a fun theme that I've seen in a couple other games. I don't think I've played any, but I've seen some. But what I really like about this is it's focused on 
death rays. I mean, it's not just you're making your own, you know, mad scientist type of creation, which is cool, but you're all vying to build your own death ray and build it first and build it better than all the other evil geniuses in the world. So before I get to more of that, they are looking for 15,000 and they're almost there with 12,000 and they have 102 backers. So that's fantastic. And they end July 19th. So there's still time to get in on that. And I believe it's pretty reasonable. They have a couple of low level ones, which I, I don't know. That bothers me a little bit when you got too many low level stuff. It looks like, okay, so there's a, what they're calling a genius beta level, which I'm guessing is kind of a early pledge level for 25 bucks. But if, and there's still 12 of those left as of recording. But if you miss that, it's 30 bucks, which is still a really reasonable amount for what this game looks like. And I am not seeing anything immediately about shipping. It might be buried in there. I can bring up what it is to Germany. Yeah. It's 22 bucks to Germany. Okay, so it's that's like a little. Most price. of the world is twenty-two bucks. Okay, well, that's a little difficult. But um, on the other hand, they look like it—they're a, a relatively new creator, so it's probably a little hard for them to get a good deal. But I like the again; it's got that kind of cartoony artwork, a lot of different blueprints of things that you can build and, and put on your death ray, and it just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I. Can't think of anything else. Just looks really cool. Uh, I like their um, parody of, and I'm going to forget who this is. Marvin the Martian. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I was almost there. <laughs> they have a, a nice, really cool, very evil, serious looking parody of Marvin the Martian. I, I like the giant. Marlin the Moonian is his name. Yes. How did I not yeah. see that? Uh, he was literally my favorite of all time. Oh, I loved yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. I really like the cards too. If you look at some of they have some action cards that will cancel out other cards. And there's a finger wag and it says by wagging your finger at your opponent, you may cancel the current action card. So <laughs> I love that because yeah. they added an action to the actual action card. And I think that was really yeah. pretty genius. And why hasn't anyone done that before? <laughs> that is funny. I like that. That's cool. It's All right, Jacob, what do you oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, pairing up against that, I'm going to put Attack the Pack. I saw that. Wow. Didn't see that one. This okay. was, it's a little older. It's still within the two weeks, but it was launched on June 18th and finished on, or will finish on the 18th of July. It's coming out of the UK, so they're looking for 7,500 pounds. And they have about 5,500 pounds right now and 172 backers. It's a pretty cheap card game. It's 15 pounds. I have no idea what that translates to in dollars, 20-ish. We'll just go with that. But I, I gravitated towards this one because it's a unique theme. It's literally about professional cycling. And you are playing your riders into the, the peloton. And then you are attacking sending your riders up to get in front and to get advantages and trying to do it. You have to time it right because of the course. If you're going uphill, if it's sunny or whatever it is like that. So it's apparently just supposed to simulate a cycling race, which I've watched a couple of them, but it's really unique and it's just a simple card game. And they have a kind of a neat three more pounds and you get this waterproof bag to put it in because they show like it's designed literally to put in your pocket while you're riding a bike. So you can stop at, you know, when you're doing your long bike rides and play a bike riding game 
and then get back on. <laughs> That's really cute. But I just like yeah. 20 minute game, two to four players. Seems like these guys are passionate about cycling, and it looks like it's going to come out through this game. That's really cool. That's a very unique theme. So, you know, I I always like whenever people go kind of outside the box. I mean, I love my fantasy themes. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, it's really really nice to see something new and that people are playing with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it can bring other people into the hobby. If you're, you know, you got cyclists and you say, hey, let's play a game about cycling. You know, they oh, might yeah. be more likely to try it out than if you say, hey, let's play a game where we're goblins and dwarves. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's true. So I like, true. I like to see it, what games project creators have backed, and they've backed uh, the Epic Card Game, oh. by, the, yeah. by the way, which would have been a great one to pick had it not already been funded, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, within a half yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So they, they uh, are card gamers, or they are interested in card games, so yeah. that's really cool. Interesting. I didn't even notice that. Nice. All right, Jacob, I think you start off the last Yeah, um, I'm going with one that Stephanie should be um, very familiar with, as far as I understand. Ooh. It's Monster Truck Mayhem. And this, again, Ooh. just barely squeezed into our time frame. It was launched on June 16th, and it's going until July 12th. And it's looking for 30000 and it's currently at 11300 so they need some help. But um, they have 238 backers, which is a decent number. If you're in the U.S., it's a great price. It'll be 49 total with shipping, and that comes with an expansion as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot more if you're in Europe, but they did announce that they are allowing group buys, so it's the same shipping cost. You just have to organize it. It's like 30, I think $35 for shipping. So one copy would be 74. But if the more people you can get, the cheaper it is per copy. Yeah. So it is literally a game about monster truck racing, which I never thought I would ever be interested in a game about that. But it's all right. I'm from Ohio. We have some monster truck stuff going on. (laughs) And uh, so you are in control of different monster trucks with different abilities and it's a real-time game so you're rolling the dice that will allow you to move and have to go over certain obstacles you know like in a real monster truck race you've got the cars that you have to crush and the bus jump and the death chasm which is just fun because hopefully nobody actually dies in that one but that's all right and then you are just you're going around this race and what's really probably the most exciting part about it to me is when you're in the lead, you have to draw these Sunday, Sunday, Sunday cards. So you have to, in your best announcer voice, um, read off what it is. So it's a little catch-up <laughs> mechanic because it's, you know, it's supposed to be more fun. And if one person just dominates, that's not good. I right. can't remember how long it takes, but it's, what, 15, 20 minutes? Oh, something wow. Like that? It's so oh, Is it even quick. shorter than like, that? But not even that. Yeah. I mean, it, it could take five oh, minutes. Oh, wow. Because it, it's real-time wow. dice rolling, so, I mean, however fast you can roll dice and get through the course, and um, the track is modular, so you can set up different, you can have more obstacles or less obstacles, you know, depending on kind of mm. what you want to do. Um, you can have more Sunday, Sunday, Sunday cards or less Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday cards, so. I like that because it's flexible, so however you and your friends seem to go through that, or if you guys just really have fun with the car crush and you want to put lots of those in, or... If you feel like someone is just really good and always is ahead all the time, then add in more of those catch-up mechanic, you know, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday cards. And you can even play with or without the special powers that the cars have. 
So it's really neat. I mean, I, I'm like you, Jacob. I was not jazzed about, they were like, come play this, you know, monster truck game at, at Unpub 4. And I was like, ah, I'm okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but then it, there was a huge crowd over there, and I went over there to see what they were doing, and this is the game that they were playing. And I was like, Chris, you have to sign that game. <laughs> like, <Yeah. so> <laughs> that game was a ton of fun. So I do really like it. I know that the price point has been a concern for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They are you know, trying to figure out if they can do anything about that before the end of the campaign. But, you know, it's hard with the custom yeah. dice. So. I, I think the mm-hmm. price just flat out, if you're in the U.S., is great. I mean, $49 for that. I could see mm-hmm. you playing that like crazy and just having a blast and playing 10 games back to back to back. Right, exactly. Uh, the shipping yeah. internationally, a little bit of an issue, but I understand mm-hmm. that to an extent. And the fact that you can do group buys, that alone helps me out in wanting to back it. Yeah. It is amazing that some campaigns are able to provide such a great deal for, you know, rest of world. And then some aren't, you know, I, and the greater than games logistics person, Paul Bender is really, really amazing. This guy is so smart. He seriously, he, if he doesn't have it completely figured out yet, he will have it totally figured out, but he, he is so smart and he really does. This is what he does full time is works out the logistics for these games and getting them where they need to get and how to do that in the most cost effective manner because they want to be able to provide these games as cheaply as possible. So, but I I hope it does get better. I hope they do figure something out, but I backed the game. So I I will be. And I'm going to be organizing a group by. So hopefully that'll help. There you go. Very (laughs) cool. All right. So up against that, I will pair Paradox, a sci fi puzzle board game. I saw that one. Yeah, it just launched yesterday, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Or yesterday of recording. So yeah, the June 26th, it goes through July 26th. So you got a full month. They're looking for 26,000. They're at about 5,000 right now. Of course, they're just starting off. So I got 131 backers, but 20% funded already is a good sign. Normally, I'm not a big puzzle person, but just the way that it's combined with these, like, as they put it, space-time rescue mission. So basically, there's some space-time disturbances, uh, or disturbance called the quake, and it's fracturing the timelines. And so you are, are scientists trying to repair and reconnect all these worlds to their past, present, and future by making new time strands. But repairing creates ripples, and so there's more stuff that goes wrong. But it, it's really interesting. It's got the card drafting, which is always fun, set collection, which is usually easy to understand, and then resource management. But what makes it different, and I'm not sure whether this is going to be a good thing or not, is it adds a bejeweled-like grid of colorful discs that you manipulate. So it's kind of got a match three element to it, but it doesn't seem as random because it has all these other mechanisms built into it. It's actually looks pretty strategic in how you manipulate this grid to get your resources and, of course, do what you need to do to repair time. So I found that really interesting. Plays two to four players, and they're actually doing time based on per player. So they say it takes 20 to 30 minutes per player. So the more players you've got, it's going to take longer. But generally, that's how it works anyways. The artwork, I would say, is kind of on the simple side. So I'm. it's interesting. It's not really grabbing me, but for me, I think what I like is the mechanics. And before I forget, it's $39 free shipping to the US, $5 to Canada, 
unfortunately, $25 worldwide. So that's not going to be so good. I've actually played this game. Yeah. When, you did? What did, what did you I think? thought it was pretty good. I liked the, the Bejeweled thing. It's not super deep. It, okay. I mean, it is going to be played as more of just a lighter, puzzly type thing. There could have been changes because I played a prototype, so um, any of my issues with it could have easily been changed. Some of the things I didn't understand why we needed to do it, and maybe that would have been explained more if I had read the rules and not just been taught them. So that was one of my mm-hmm. issues. I'm like, I, I don't know. Why am I doing this? Why would I care? But <laughs> I did like the Bejeweled thing, and my whole my mind was just racing on how can I, you know, do a combo and, uh, you know, I wish there was more with the combos, but um, just trying to match up two things at the same time to get as many of the little tokens as possible was a, a pretty neat thing. Cool. All right. Um, well, uh, that wraps up the picks. What about shout outs? Did you have any, Jacob? I do. I'm trying to find out how long this first one has to go. Okay. It has plenty of time still. So the first one is Board Games That Tell Stories 2 by mm-hmm. Ignacy Chebacek. And, um, he's also portal games. He's hilarious. The campaign page is just funny to look at the pictures, but it's all about board game design, a book, and they have a ridiculous amount of stretch goals. So it's not just going to be his, um, articles. Um, Mm. they have almost Eric Lang. I think that's the next stretch goal to be unlocked. I'm sure it will be Bruno Faiduti, um, Michael Hendricks, Cedric. Shabuset, I believe is how you say it. Probably not. <laughs> Vlada Shavadl. I mean, there's a... Uh, oh, no, he's not writing. Eric Summer is going to tell us how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just... It's a good book if you are interested in learning about games being made. And it's just... Uh, I like Ignacy. Uh, oh I call my, my friend. Whether he, he calls so me a friend great. or not, who knows. Oh, yeah, he's my friend. Like, yeah, yeah, same same thing, though. He doesn't know it yet, probably, but he's my friend, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just, he's a great guy, so. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right, I probably don't really need to do a shout-out for this, but I'm going to, and that's for Carson City, the big box edition. Yeah, they need all the help and, they can get. <laughs> yeah, they really, I mean, who they, they were trying to get 45,000, and oh, no, they've only got 134,000 with, like, 1,400 backers. But Slackers. really, the reason I want to shout... Slackers. Yeah, I know, slackers, really. The reason I want to shout it out is because from what I've been reading, after this Kickstarter, this is not going to be widely available. And even if you can get your hands on the big box, all of the really cool wooden components, and you all know I love meeples, they will not be available after the Kickstarter. And they've already unlocked um, so many this page is really long, so give me a moment to get there. They've unlocked the wooden houses, wooden mountains, wooden revolvers, wooden horses. That's really awesome. They don't show any other wooden components, but we've got all those unlocked. The player boards are next. But it's just, if you've ever thought you might like this game, it is a bit pricey because it is the big box. Although, if you have the previous editions, there are some things in here where you can just get the new expansions and I think the... um the stretch goal stuff. Okay. I know I'm paying like around a hundred dollars us. Let's see. So it's 75 pounds, which is about 84 us dollars. Oh yeah. I'm adding on a couple of games or something. So, um, 
that's the uh, big box edition. And the nice thing is, like I said, there are a few games that you can add on that might be a little challenging to get. I'm adding on Xanadu. I got a chance to get the first edition of Xanadu, and it is a really fantastic, meaty card game. It's it's basically a Euro game, and it's all cards. And it's really heavy and thinky, and I, I just love it. But the first edition, because it was, um, they didn't have the greatest printing, it is a little hard to play, the colors and stuff. So the second edition fixes a lot of that. So you can get a couple of different games added on. So that's my shout out for Carson um, City, just in case anyone hasn't heard of it yet. I was purposely not trying to view this page because <laughs> I want to keep my money. And now you made me look at it yeah. and I want those wooden revolvers. <laughs> yeah, those are really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I backed that too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I have one. It okay. is Monstrous, the game of Mythic Mayhem. So there's a lot of mythology games, you know, Elysium, yes, Deus, yeah. So lots of, lots of mythology games. Um, and this one is about Greek mythology and it is a dexterity game for two to five players. Takes about 30 minutes and, uh, they have reached their goal. So they funded, but there are still 11 more days as of this recording. To go, and so you have these monster cards, and you toss them, and they're, they have power abilities depending on which side of the card that it lands on, and you toss it onto other location cards, and other monster cards, and other trap cards, and then you then, um, your abilities sort of, um, happen in a certain order, like trap cards first, then monster card, then location, etc., and then you get faith, which are your victory points, and some other things might happen, like if you hit a trap card, it might discard your card, or maybe you lose one faith. If you hit someone else's monster card, maybe, maybe you have like a giant that attacks them and they um, lose something or um, lose a turn or lose a victory point or have to discard one of their cards or something. So it's really cool. I like that it's a little bit strategic and also dexterity. And uh, it seems like uh, th- this would be a game for the family. So like, you know, kids would love it because they're tossing cards and that seems, you know, unruly for them to do. So they're going to definitely enjoy that. And the Kickstarter page is very smartly set up. I've got the pleasure of talking to Ken Brayback about it, and um, he just really just went all out on this Kickstarter page. There's like an animated GIF of the turn order of what happens, and the artwork, again, as we have been saying, is really, 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 really amazing. So they had um, actually several different artists that worked on the cards, and they have some stretch goals in progress right now. And if we get to the last one, they will unlock a nine-card monster called the Kraken. So, yeah, uh, I backed it. And a couple of my friends, I was, like, looking at how many people that I follow on Kickstarter backed it. So six people that I know backed it, too. So that's good. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it is uh, $29 to get the game. So, And that ships cool. anywhere in the world. That is yeah. all shipping costs included. Yeah, and your uh, interview with him made me have to go star it so I could look at it later. That was a, <laughs> a really good interview. Isn't he great? He is yeah. really just fantastic. I, I really, really, really enjoyed talking to him. So I, and I know that Isaac did too. So um, I had actually looked at this game before we interviewed him, and then um, he sent us a preview copy. So, uh, but I'm going to back it, even though I have a preview copy. It's it's <laughs> it's a prototype, but it's basically an advanced copy. So it's pretty much final. So even though I pretty much have a fully working copy, I love this game enough that I'm going to get another one. And I hate my bank account. So 
(laughs) (laughs) Don't we all with Kickstarter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one more, and I'll just briefly talk about it. Um, Yes. And that is a game called Commissioned, and it is a a cooperative game that's based on the growth of the church in the first couple, I guess, first century AD. And it's a Christian theme, but it's not smack you in the face with Christianity and being a missionary that I am and a Christian. I appreciate that because I don't like being smacked in the face with anything. So I've heard really good reviews about this and they've already funded, um, they're almost double. Uh, they have about five days left as of this recording, but it looks like a really solid, um, cooperative game. And it's not just like a, a pandemic 2.0 with a different theme. So I'm. Glad that they're doing well. It looks like there's like cool. different scenarios for the games. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of replayability. Yeah. And it's actually a double-sided map too, which is nice. Mm. Nice. Very cool. cool. We'll check it out. That sounds really cool. And we've got to wrap it up now. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening to us. I hope we've provided you some interesting projects to check out that will drain your bank account as well. <laughs> And thank you, Stephanie, for joining us. It was a lot of fun to have another voice on the show. Thank you for having me. I really, really liked it. You guys are a lot of fun. Cool. And hopefully we can do this in the future. And we'll have you on maybe Onboard Games. Mm, I like (laughs) this. I like this much. All right. Thank you all for listening. Go out there, check out some projects, and back a winner. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Broken Prism Reviews, a YouTube channel bringing you game reviews in three parts, unboxing, express gameplay, and a quick rundown of what makes the game stand out. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.